1: 995 gold that's 833995 gold 833995 g o l d pure talk believes
2: in american values and that free should mean exactly that free switch to pure talk today and get a free samsung 5g smartphone Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot.
1: Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in Monday edition, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We appreciate all of you hanging out with us after what was a big weekend. I'm sure many of you are like me, unable to escape Taylor Swift as the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers will be advancing to the Super Bowl next week. I'll be out in Las Vegas. We'll probably have some fun with that. Uh, Buck. Had no idea the games were going on. He was watching Masters of the Air, uh, or Masters, that was called, the uh, the new World War II fighting epic. We'll, we'll get, get a Masters review from him. Unfortunately, Masters of the Air.
2: the title may be the most interesting part of the whole thing. Not good. I'll give you my full review later.
1: Uh, lots of stories that we're going to dive into. Um, the border battle has heated up. It appears Republicans are not going to allow Joe Biden to try to tie them to this. We'll see whether or not that is successful. Uh, awful story from uh, the Middle East where an Iran terror group uh, struck and killed three service members. Uh, we will be talking about that and what is the appropriate response from the United States to that act of aggression. Over 150 acts of aggression from Iraqi, uh, sorry, Iran, Iranian-affiliated terror groups since the October 7th terror attack happened uh, in Israel. Uh, we will break all of that down. But, Buck, this story happened on Friday. And I, I don't want it to slide under the radar just because it happened to have happen uh, on Friday afternoon. While I, by the way, was trying to teach my 15-year-old how to drive. So I was trying to keep tabs on this story. Um, Producer Allie blowing up our phone with it. Um, and then all the news alerts that are coming down. Uh, while I was trying to avoid him uh, driving off the road and or hitting anybody. So that timing on Friday afternoon, I feel like we haven't gotten as much intelligent discussion of that issue as we should have. And to me, Buck, i read and I looked at it. I don't know that I've ever seen a more indefensible civil trial verdict than $83 million going to E. Jean Carroll. This is a direct attack upon Donald Trump because of his political beliefs. Buck, they changed the statute of limitations in New York to even allow this lawsuit to happen in the first place. And in particular, they determined, this jury and also the court system and the apparatus surrounding it in general, that Trump has to pay $83 million because he denied that he committed sexual assault in 2019 when she wrote a book claiming that she had been sexually assaulted. The entire premise of this judgment is, I think, one of the most indefensible civil court rulings that I can remember. What are you supposed to do if someone accuses you of sexual assault? How is it defamation to say that they are lying and that you didn't do it? He was never charged with a crime in this case. It's much like the Kavanaugh case, Buck, in that if you actually look at all the details of this allegation, it doesn't add up. She doesn't know when it was. She doesn't know what year it was. She's there's all these different. She's a clear kook in many ways in terms of her public pronouncements. Like when she said some people think rape is sexy when she was on with Anderson Cooper. And this is such a transparently political maneuver funded by Donald Trump's political adversaries. I I don't want what happened to Trump on Friday to slide under the radar, and I would love to hear from other lawyers on this too during the course of the show if you have opinions like me, how is it, Buck, that you can't deny that you committed a crime without getting accused of defamation?
2: So what they've done is used a uh, civil procedure that they changed, and and I would just point out the statute of limitations is a very important thing. It's not just a technicality, uh, because... It's really hard for an innocent person to prove their innocence about something that happened depending on the crime we're talking about 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, how could you gather witnesses? How could you prove? How could you have an alibi, right? I mean these things just become impossible at some point. So it's not just some mere technicality. I know that there's no statute for uh for murder and and, and for a few other things um but generally speaking To just remove the statute is not a minor, is not a minor issue. Correct. and, And to do so, um, in this case, to get Trump basically, I mean, that's really why they did it in New York state specifically to open this up. Uh, I think, I think is egregious, but it's a preponderance of the evidence standard. It's a, this is the jury sits there and says, you know, I think he probably did it, but I don't really know. And that's a massive difference than, He did it beyond a reasonable doubt. I am certain that this person did this thing. But what they're doing is using a civil verdict as essentially the foundation for, well, clearly Trump must have done this. Therefore, when he says he didn't do it and when he says this woman is lying, he is defaming her. This is lawfare. This is all it is. This is lawfare, pure and simple against Donald Trump. There's so much of this. I'll be honest with you, Clay. I think there should be more important things in the world for us to talk about than Another lawsuit against Donald Trump. But he's the presidential nominee. They're destroying our system in order to destroy him. I want to talk more about the border, which we will. I want to talk more about this Iranian-backed militia in Iraq and Syria, which we will. But in the meantime, you know, I I don't want it to be the constant Trump legal defense here on the air. What what choice do we have? They, They make it impossible. They will not stop. So the only way to make them stop is to defeat them, right? I mean, this is what we're forced into and, yeah, they're making a massive political gamble, but they're also gambling with the system. Because, to your point, and this is why I thought the Kavanaugh thing was really the ugliest thing I've ever seen in American politics. Uh, a manifestly innocent man being uh, tortured by some, uh, in some ritualized session by the Senate on the testimony of a loon. Um, it was disgraceful to the country. And Kamala Harris was a part of it, but it was meant to set the precedent. And now they're using that precedent to go after Trump.
1: And don't mistake what they're trying to do here, too, because expect that Letitia James is going to get from her ally, the judge, in the business lawsuit against the Trump organization, a verdict, uh, a penalty of somewhere in the neighborhood of $350 million. That's what I would set the over-under at. So then you combine it with the $88 million, and you're talking about Trump having to post, even to appeal, somewhere around $450 million with other civil liabilities outstanding which could lead to further dollars that are coming out of his pocket even if you're super rich most people don't have 450 million dollars most people don't have 88 million dollars in cash even for the very wealthy that's often tied up in assets real estate all these different holdings and so the idea that you could be uh, that you could be responsible for defamation for denying that you sexually assaulted someone is one of the craziest most broken grotesque perversions of the civil court justice system that I can ever remember what are you supposed to do just allow people to make accusations that you've engaged in criminal behavior and never ever fire back at them at all
2: also uh, can I just point out that because it's civil the penalties for lying um, aren't going to be enforced at all so she can say whatever she wants and not that a lot of times they're not in in these cases anyway but she can say whatever she wants. There's already a lot of discrepancy in her testimony. She can't prove a damn thing. It would never get anywhere near. I mean, in what way is this worth $83 million? I mean, what is what is the calculation? There is no why connection. Not, yes. Why not a trillion? I yeah. mean, I think Trump said a mean thing about this crazy person who's lying. I think he should have to pay a trillion dollars. A trillion sounds like a much better judgment to me. Why not a uh, whatever comes after a quadrillion. I mean, it's just nuts, Clay. And th- this is yet again wh- why I, I understand it for people that are, that are upset that they feel like, oh, well, Trump has been chosen by the Democrats with all these indictments. Okay, but wh- wh- what are we going to do? Right. I and mean, whether they believe that or not, but I'm just saying there are people out there, you know, half of uh, the GOP electorate, Trump wasn't, let's say maybe 40%, but wasn't their first choice, but they're rallying behind him now, I think. But for anyone who has misgivings about it, you can't let them do this. I mean, what, what are we going to do? You know, this isn't the last time. Look what they did to Kavanaugh. Clay, Kavanaugh is a Boy Scout. I mean, Kavanaugh makes Mitt Romney look like Axl Rose from the Guns N' Roses days. <laughs> and they, they, they actually put people on TV. They put, remember the third woman, Swetnick. They put her on TV. She was saying that he was part of some secret gang rape squad in high school she was a college girl who was going back i mean if you go back and watch this they aired this stuff on like national tv channel, national news channels it was absolute madness my point being here they're not just going to do this against trump if they get away with it they're setting the standard going forward so the circle the wagons mentality what's the alternative let them do it
1: no, and look, and she's not even hiding what she's trying to do. Eugene Carroll, we have a cut here, says she'll do anything she can to help the Biden campaign. Here's cut three. Mr. Curry says nothing. You say the emperor has no clothes. The emperor is trying to run for president yeah. again. And, and right and,
3: now and, is leading.
1: And right now the polls suggest uh, <laughs> it's a coin flip. It's very close. Um, have you heard from Joe
4: Biden's campaign arm about potentially campaigning against
1: the former president, Donald Trump? No. Are you interested in doing so?
3: Do anything I can.
1: That's yes. There you go. I mean, you can't make it any more transparently political. And I'll just point out here, Joe Biden, far more credibly accused by Tara Reid, one of his former employees, to have directly sexually assaulted her while she was working for him. A story that is connected and that she has told for decades. And that story completely vanished no consequences whatsoever for Joe Biden from those what seems fairly credible allegations of sexual assault that would also be sexual harassment because she was his employee.
2: Well, and they're not going to change statutes in D.C. or Delaware, where whichever state this allegedly occurred in, in order to just go after Joe Biden. That's what they did to, to Donald Trump, right? I mean, there's there's something deeply troublesome about... What we have seen, specifically in my home state, in New York State, they have an attorney general for the state who ran for office saying she was going to go after a private citizen, and then she went after that private citizen. I should say, you know, he's a private citizen now, obviously a former president. Um, and you also have the changing of laws by the state legislature to also go after an individual in Donald Trump. Uh, you can't allow this stuff to happen. I mean, you it, the if the Democrats think that they can do this and they're successful in this and there's not uh consequences to it, there's not sufficient pushback. I can assure you that they would have been finding ways to go after anybody who was the Republican nominee using the law now. And notice, Clay, they also bring in a lot of people in Trump's orbit. Think of all the people around Trump that are being sued for this or sued for oh, that. Oh, no doubt. You've you've never seen so many high level public officials sued for defamation. You know, sued for some uh, for something that they said. And they know that because Trump is so polarizing, all they have to do is get some anti-Trump lunatics on the jury. They'll get a you know a billion dollar settlement, a, a trillion dollar settlement, whatever number we can think of.
1: Buck, I was speaking, we'll go to break here, but uh, I was speaking on Saturday down in uh, Palm Beach, and Roger Stone was there, and he also got up uh, and spoke. Remember, they raided his home uh, early in the morning, as many FBI agents as they could basically find, and CNN just so happened to be there to catch it all live for the Russia collusion lie. CNN
2: tried to tell everybody that they were not tipped off by the FBI about that. A 5 a.m. raid for effectively a non-crime. I mean, for, like, uh saying some things on DM to somebody and then saying something in trial that... And they sent dozens of men with long guns to go arrest him at 5 a.m. And Roger came out in, like, some stubs and wooden slippers and silk pajamas.
1: like wh- As you would typically it? be at 5 a.m. if someone showed up at your house. You're still in bed in the middle of the night, basically, for most people. You haven't hardly woken up. I... I- I mean, I keep seeing
2: what they're what they're doing. And, you know, I understand there's frustration out there, too, because what do we do in response to this? What do Republicans do in the states that they have control and in the legislatures where they have a majority? Um, I I would hope that if Trump manages to be president again, that he remembers all of this and takes really, really serious action and doesn't surround himself with a bunch of swampy advisors. Oh, yeah, we're going to have that talk, too. That I have not forgotten, um, because I think Trump's instincts are in the right place. I think some of the people around, and he wants to argue with me on that one. I welcome that fight. He had some really bad advisors around him early on, particularly in the, uh, in the first term. Second term, we got to get people that understand the fight that they're in, that understand what time it is, as they say. So we'll get into this. 800 282 2882. The families of three U.S. troops killed and more than 30 others wounded in an overnight drone attack on a small U.S. military outpost in Jordan got the worst news possible. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is dedicated to helping America's heroes and their, and their families during these very challenging times. When a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel the to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, which enable severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the to Towers is providing housing and needed services to homeless veterans. More than 3,000 were helped last year alone. The Foundation's 9-11 Institute is helping teachers educate kids about our nation's darkest day so America will never forget. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission. To do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T, dot org.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
4: Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief.
1: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-GOLD.
2: Showdown at the border continues. We know that the numbers are absolutely bonkers. Uh, you're talking about over 10,000 a day now in parts of the U.S.-Mexico border coming across Texas doing something about it, and uh, I think one thing you may see is if Texas continues in this way, uh, there may well be other states that start to see, notably uh, Arizona, uh, start to see more of a, of a surge across their border. I think that's very possible, um, maybe in Southern California as well. But in the meantime, we're looking at what Texas is going to do about this, about the Supreme Court decision that merely says it's very important that we speak with clarity on this. It just says that the federal government's allowed to remove the razor wire if they say the razor wire is in the way. Now, it's crazy that they say it's in the way because it's helping them do their job. But federal government and and let's be clear, I believe Border Patrol also put out a statement over the weekend that they will not arrest any uh members of, you know, Texas law enforcement who are putting razor wire down. So they're like, we're not getting in the middle of this. We refuse to uh, go to that next level of uh, a federal state law enforcement showdown. So I think uh, cooler heads are prevailing on that, which I thought, given that Border Patrol is about 30% U.S. military veterans. People don't generally know that, but a lot of uh, a lot of vets in Border Patrol. um, That's not surprising to me. Texas is going to continue with the razor wire, uh, continue to put it down. It has not been told that it cannot do this. So it is not breaking any laws. It is not, uh, nullifying a Supreme Court decision. All it, all the decision had to do with was can the federal government remove what Texas puts down? Well, yes, they can, apparently. How much time and resources, uh, do they want to spend in that effort? Well, there's also this talk about the deal, and uh, Langford, uh, Senator Langford of Oklahoma, has been involved in this um, uh, on the Republican side. On the uh, Democrat side, Senator Tim Kaine was on one of those Sunday shows, which still exists, kind of amazing, setting the political agenda for the week, sure, um, saying that this is a painful bipartisan compromise, play eight.
4: Look, this is a painful compromise. This is a tough bill. I wish it were an immigration reform bill and not just a border security bill but the fentanyl issue is a crisis yes i wish this was a comprehensive immigration reform bill not just a border security bill we got to dig into the details but we've got to find a compromise and as was pointed out this compromise is also key to opening up the security funding that we need for ukraine humanitarian assistance in gaza defense support for israel all that is hinging upon getting this deal
2: okay clay um The bill is unnecessary in its entirety. Yes, this is this is, I think, what the single most important thing that everybody should take away about what's going on right now at the U.S.-Mexico border is that this is entirely the result of Biden decisions, and Biden could basically shut it all down tomorrow if he wanted to. Uh, We have our friend Ryan Gerdusky joining us tomorrow to talk about the polls and the primary But, you know, he's sharing this, Clay, just so he's getting helping get the word out. Uh, Federal code 8USC 1182F. Okay, this is in the federal code right now. This is federal law. A president can already impose restrictions or outright suspend entry into the U.S. of aliens when they determine that entry would be detrimental to the country's interests for periods as they shall deem necessary. Clay, Biden has the right, and as an executive branch power, to just say, sorry, we're full right now, you can't keep coming over and just have people removed and deported straight away. He can do that. That is the law right now. So all this talk about, oh, we need a law to figure out that, no, the problem here is not the lack of law. The problem is the lawlessness that comes from a lack of political will.
1: So they're going to try to argue that Republicans are responsible for the situation at the border. That, that's what you need to understand about where this is headed. And I thought Stephen Miller really succinctly uh, summed it up for us. Was he on Friday, Thursday, whatever he was on last week, who would be Biden's? It is, he would be Donald Trump's border czar, I believe, if Trump ends up winning the election in 2024. And Stephen Miller would be directly involved in every decision that was made there. And he said, and he tweeted this as well, all Joe Biden would have to do to fix the border is just reinstitute all of the policies that Donald Trump put in place at the border. On the first day, if you remember when Joe Biden got sworn in, and then he went to the White House and he started signing all those executive orders. Remember, they had him sitting at that little desk for some reason, like signing all the executive orders on the very first day that he was in the White House. He rescinded all of the border policies put in place by and large by Donald Trump and basically let it be known that the southern border was wide open and anybody could come into the country. And and but here. So first of all, let me say this too. people out there who are interested in pr- protecting the southern border of the United States and are not members of the military, National Guard, in no way affiliated uh, with either. Be very careful about the choices that you're making. In the same way that there were feds everywhere trying to catch people who were showing up to protest January 6th in Washington, D.C., I believe they want to make it such that if you are a private citizen who is in some way interested in trying to protect the southern border. And there's talk about convoys going down there, and there's talks about individuals uh, making the trip down there. Be very careful about who you're talking to. Be very careful about what text messages you're sending. The guy who is the most aggressive in your group about the need to protect America, it would not stun me at all if that is a federal agent looking to try to catch you, entrap you, and make it look like America's chief adversaries and enemies are inside of the country. Second part on this, Buck. And this is the this is the gamble that I think the Biden administration has made. And I hope that I'm wrong on this. It's almost
3: impossible
1: to de- deport millions of people. And so what the Biden administration, I think, has made the decision is we're going to flood this country with 10 million illegals during our four years, and we'll make it 20 million illegals if we win re-election and we get into a second term. And it's going to be impossible to ever get those people out of this country. That—that's I mean, the gamble that I think they're making.
2: Yeah, it's—it's it's actually not impossible, though, right? I mean, they want people to believe it's impossible. Um, back in ninth in the 1950s, 1953, 1954. Eisenhower administration just said look we got too many illegal Mexicans who have come into the country and they deported 1.3 million of them
1: well that now, would be phenomenal
2: with, that's with I mean by, and let me note far fewer illegals than are here right now I mean a, a fraction of the illegals that are here in this country now and they departed they deported 1.3 million of them in one uh one sweep effectively over a period of, of months and uh, I think that Trump is Really catching on now by telling everybody that this is going to be a central promise of his administration. He was in Las Vegas on Saturday, and this is, Clay, right now, this is the first thing that he's saying he's going to do. The first thing he is promising, day one, deportations of illegals who have come here. Play four.
4: We have no choice within moments of my inauguration. We will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in America. What's your? no choice
2: because this is not sustainable. It's no wonder Joe Biden and his thugs are so desperate to stop us. They know that we are the only ones who can stop them. They know that. Now, he he would have the power as president to do this. This is not a matter of congressional action. These individuals are in the country in violation of U.S. law. I mean, it depends on who we're talking about. But in general, illegals are, are here in violation of federal immigration law. Um, The whole notion of asylum seeking, too, I should uh, I should add it is also within the federal code as a regulatory matter, not as a legislative matter that that can be changed. They can say, look, sorry, we're making it a higher standard. Asylum is a nice thing that we do for the rest of the world as Americans. We set the standards of what that should be. And the federal government can just say, look, we got too many people who are lying about this. You have to actually have some proof of a threat you have to be able to tell a story that is um demonstrable you can't just say i have a credible fear that would change the game too clay so if trump follows through on this it is a very different immigration situation than what we have seen for four years and
1: also the incentive structure has changed because what is being spread down all through latin america and indeed around the world because i believe we have had over a hundred different countries represented in people crossing our southern border. And I I think that's so important to understand what exactly is going on. If somebody crossed from Mexico, you mentioned the 1950s with Eisenhower, historically immigration patterns were people from Mexico might come north to work in uh, in jobs in the United States, and then they go back home, and they're seasonally crossing the border back and forth, but they still have really kind of their roots in Mexico. Well, that's somewhat feasible. If you're from Africa or you're from Asia or you're from far down into Latin America, the idea that you're going to be easily going back and forth and having sort of a foot in each country is no longer viable. And so what's going on here is we're getting people who are coming permanently. Uh, To your point, they're saying that they desire asylum. They don't have court uh, hearings until the 2030s now. They have kids in the meantime. Their kids become citizens and they get, uh, integrated in some way into American commerce. And it becomes very difficult to remove them.
2: They're breaking laws. They're scamming our system. They're taking advantage of the kindness of the American people. And if you change this, you know, they're spending thousands of dollars to pay off the cartels. They're spending whatever they're spending to, especially if they're flying from somewhere else in the world to get to Mexico in the first place or to get to somewhere in South America and then make their way up through Mexico to, to our border. So all of a sudden, if you may, you know, if you come here from, uh, pick a country in the, you know, from Pakistan. All right. And you try to just do this thing where you show up at the U.S.-Mexico border. And there are people who come from Pakistan, just to be clear. There are people who come from, name a country, effectively. Over
1: 100 countries have come across our southern border I, since Joe Biden. I think Joe it's Biden over 160 president. at this point. Uh, I, mean, that's even, I mean, it's just crazy.
2: Yeah. So every third world country in the world now has people that are just showing up and doing this and scamming the system. Uh If you find out that you're going to go through that whole process, you're going to pay the cartels $3,000 in cash or $5,000 in cash, whatever it is. And end up getting sent back to Pakistan or, you know, Burma or, you know, West Africa or wherever. Um, you're probably not going to do it, right? I mean, if you think that you're going to get turned away and this is not about locking people up, it's not about hurting people or ruining their lives or anything else. It's about saying we have a system. We have rule of law in this country. We're going to return you to your country. If you come here illegally, that's all it is. That's all this is about. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is, I think the primary message that Trump is bringing to people at rallies. And I mean, the Biden White House, their only answer is to lie about this. To say, Oh, we have to have a, a compri, we have to tie this to Ukraine funding. I mean, think about that for a second, Clay. We got to tie this to you. What is one? One has nothing to do with the other. It's just a, a gross trick that they're trying to pull because they don't want people to see what they're really all about when it comes to the border.
1: It's a hundred percent what it is. And. Biden has to own this, but understand what he's going to try to do is confuse people by saying the reason the southern border is open is because Republicans didn't take action on this bill. When all he has to do is pull out a pen, one stroke of the pen, he can solve the border crisis by himself. He doesn't need Congress involved at all. All right,
2: let's uh, take some of your calls on this. 800-282-2882. We'll come back in just a moment on it. The death of an unborn child through abortion is what is constantly in the minds of those who are working at the Preborn network of clinics. It's the motivation they have to keep working and saving as many lives as they can day in and day out. They believe with every fiber of their being that an unborn child should be brought into this world whenever possible. It's for that reason they operate their clinics, the Preborn clinics, in parts of this country where abortion rates are highest. And it's for that reason they offer pregnant mothers 2 years of assistance, support that includes maternity clothing, diapers, counseling, you name it. And it's for that reason they introduce a mother to her child on ultrasound, which is often how a mother comes to understand the true life that is growing inside of her. They do this preborn 200 times a day and they're saving babies nationwide. Will you join Preborn and make a donation? They're a non-profit organization making a difference using your valuable donations and their commitment. One ultrasound experience cost them just $28, and $140 will offer five babies a chance at life. If you can, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. Let's take a call here from Jerome in Indiana, who is a legal immigrant to this country. He's got a question about all this. What's up, Jerome?
3: Yes, hi. Um, good afternoon. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to ask uh, for both of you, uh, since you all know the legal stuff, is uh, for people that are take, uh, seeking asylum, is it possible for them to process those people at the U.S. embassy from the country where they're from?
2: Yes, this is uh, this is a uh, Jerome. This is a very important point you are and I thank you for calling in. And we'll, we'll address this now uh, because these are further layers of what I call the scam that's going on here. The answer is yes. If you arrive in the U.S., you are an asylum, you know, and you want to be effectively a refugee, you're considered to be seeking asylum. But you can get the same process um, by being in your home country, going to the embassy. And you can apply for refugee status. So refugee and asylee are very similar. It's just a question of where you're, uh, where you are physically when you do it. Uh, these individuals should be going if they were true asylum seekers or refugees, they should be going into their home country and, uh, you know, going to the U.S. Embassy and going through the process and doing the interviews and waiting there. Uh, but Clay, the other part of this that's really interesting and this does not get talked about enough. Asylum seekers under our law, under immigration law, cannot be people who are transiting countries in the process of getting here. The uh, Asylum, just so I understand, it is truly for, hey, I'm, you know, back in the old Soviet days, right? Like, I'm a visiting, you know, musician. I'm a violinist. And if I go back to the, you know, Moscow Royal Symphony, they're going to execute me because I'm politically outspoken. Will you guys take me in? Put me back on the plane, and I may be tortured and executed. That's what asylum is for. What people are doing is they're showing up. I mean, I, I used Pakistan before. You know, pick, pick another country. Uh, Thailand. They're showing. They're they're leaving Thailand. They're going. They're flying into, you know, Peru or Venezuela or maybe Mexico directly. They're transiting a third party to come to America and in doing so, violating what would be necessary for them to be a true asylum seeker because they're supposed to apply clay in Mexico. That's actually the rule. So the whole thing is a fraud. I don't know what else people need to hear. That's why you have all these single adult males who are scamming our system coming across the border, millions of them now.
1: And that's why I keep pointing out that this became such a big issue. You know, when I was in uh, Italy in March, I was talking with uh, Italian guys who were taking us around in Naples, and Italy has had a huge issue with illegals coming in from Africa because it's not that far geographically. You want to, They want to get into the EU where they could theoretically be able to get better, uh, uh, better benefits and everything else than they would have in Africa. What's crazy is... Even Europe, which has had a major issue, right? This has turned into a monstrous issue all over Europe, too, because they brought in so many immigrants. And if you follow uh, geopolitical stories and and even want to read about what's going on there, whether it's France, whether it's Italy, whether it's Germany, whether it's Sweden, Switzerland, England, all of these countries are having immigrants come in who have no interest whatsoever in becoming Citizens of those countries that are similar to the past, right? France is fascinating for this Buck, because France is actually a color where they say we we don't see co- uh, a country where they say we don't see color. We see you as French or not French, and they actually have uh, taken our phrase "woke" and they call it "wokeism." Uh, that's not a very good French action, but uh, accent. But the, the wokeism. Um, but I by can the way, see a my, little
2: beret on Clay all of a sudden,
1: yeah. a little baguette in his hand uh wokeism they savage in France the idea of the woke ideology and, and this has been across the board they've had all these interesting d- disputes for instance with me too where a lot of people have come out uh women in France and attacked the concept of uh of of me too and Gerard Depardieu uh the most famous french actor I can't believe that my knowledge of France was probably not anywhere near as high as, as as people expected based on all this knowledge of French geopolitics here. But my point on it is, Buck, these African immigrants are having more difficulty getting into Europe, even though geographically it's far easier to get into Spain, to get into Italy, to get into any of these countries from North Africa. They're getting on planes, to your point. They're flying to Latin America or Mexico, and they're walking right into our country. So, I mean, this is kind of crazy to think about. It's easier for an African illegal immigrant to get in the United States, which should be wildly difficult just based on raw geography, than it is to actually get into Europe.
2: You know, you also have to start looking at what does it mean to have sovereignty and what does it mean to have rule of law? You know, why is it that, uh, we don't have Canadians voting in our elections? Canadians speak the same language. They live right next door to us. A lot of, you know, you can't even tell some Canadians. You think they're Midwesterners, you know, they're just as nice, just as polite, right? So you can't tell the difference. Um, and yet Hawaii, which is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, a totally separate landmass, one of the most isolated island chains in the world. Those are Americans. Why, why is that? It's because it's american soil because we have nation states that make these determinations that draw boundaries on a map and say we control what goes on on this soil the, the the moment that all of a sudden anyone can show up and anyone can be a part of this and there's no there's no uh by your leave necessary it's just i want to be here i'm here you start to ask well how long do we really have a country how long do we have a cultural unit how long do we have linguistic ties uh Historical ties, a shared heritage, a shared love of the way that we do things here versus the way that we do things somewhere else. I mean, I always point out in the European context, Clay, it can feel even, even more obvious. You know, you look at a country like the Netherlands. It's not a very big country, right? It's not a very big geographically. It's not very big population wise. You let in a million people from a very different culture very quickly, very suddenly. You realize you're, you're starting to be in a different political entity now. It's not the same country it was before. You let in 5 million people into a country of that size, you're definitely in a different place. Different laws, different, and, you know, we could talk about what those laws look like and what the, you know, religious persuasion of some of the migrants is versus what the people that are there. But this is why you have so many governments in Europe that are increasingly turning um, more right-wing, more conservative, because the people that live in these countries are saying, what's the point? Like If you can just show up and you don't have to learn the language and you don't have to feel like there's any affinity, you don't have to obey our laws, why am I here? Why would I give my life for this place? Why do I pay taxes to this place? Why can people show up at my door and take away my freedom because I don't give them the prescribed amount of taxation that they demand?
1: Well, and I think there's lots of people uh, looking around the country. Let's use our listeners in southeast Michigan right now. I think a lot of people are are looking around at at some of what is being said surrounding October 7th and thinking to themselves, my goodness, how in the world are we living in a state where there are huge portions of, um, of, of Michigan now, right? Dearborn in particular, where large majorities of Arab people living there don't believe that Israel should exist. And are using American political institutions as immigrants to argue against, for instance, Israel existing. I, it's just the culture of a place, and we and we haven't even talked about uh, the clip that has gone super viral of Elon Omar arguing that basically she exists to do the bidding of Somaliland and defend Muslim interests in the United States above her responsibilities as a United States citizen. And I think there are lots of people asking these questions, not only the United States, but just about nationhood in general. And remember, Buck, you can't become a citizen of China. There is no immigration to China. There's no immigration to Japan, by and large. There are many big group of seven nations. The United States is actually the outlier in terms of its incredible welcoming nature, in terms of its birthright citizenship perspectives. These things don't exist in many of the other largest economies in the world. If if immigration
2: that is unrestricted doesn't put strain on the load-bearing walls of our republic, why do we have immigration laws? There's no reason for them, right? If If there was nothing that could go awry, if there were no challenges that would come from just unrestricted, unrestrained, free-flowing immigration into this country, people say, oh, but what about, you know, what about the early 1800s those are pioneers there's no welfare state folks okay if you got here on a creaking wooden ship and you didn't die of scurvy or typhus or whatever it was go out in the woods with a hatchet nobody was putting you up in a four-star hotel in new york city and saying <laughs> we're going to pay for your food and your health care and your schooling and you know and, and you're going to be voting right, is this, so so the the historical analogies people use here are completely off they don't even talk about how a third of people that showed up at Ellis Island, a third of people that made it into this country legally, self-deported from America because it was so hard to make a go of it here, because the immigrants were in such challenging, legal immigrants were in such challenging circumstance. I've been to the uh, the Tenement Museum in, in uh, the Lower East Side of, of New York City, it's... Man, it is stark. You ever been there? You ever see seen? No, see I haven't
1: been there, but I've I've read the the stories about the life and the way that people lived in that era is quite a lot different yeah, than what the, people I, deal I, with Irish today. Irish
2: living, you know, eight eight in a room, uh, you know, and and Italians and and Jews living eight in a room in the Lower East Side, and you know there'd be outbreaks of uh of communicable disease. And I mentioned typhus and typhoid and these other things, and they'd just be stacking bodies like firewood in front of the building. And, you know, that was just the deal. They were immigrants. You know, there was no there was no huge outcry. about now it was inhumane and awful. But I'm just saying that's what people were getting on ships to come here for. And that's why when you're talking about what's going on now, people are flying here on a plane, walking across the border and saying, where's all my free stuff? And they're getting yeah. all
1: their free stuff. And by the way, we're four percent of the world population. United States, if you're fortunate enough to be a citizen of the United States, we are four percent of the United States population. It's it's pretty wild to think about the rate at which we are adding people illegally, and and how many people just don't have any issue with it at all. And you know, the U.S. is a pretty I'm going to say
2: U.S. is a pretty arrogant place when it comes to the rule of law, and we're the uh, the only country I know of that has true global taxation. You're an American citizen, you live anywhere, you are subject to U.S. federal income tax. You're living in an island in the South Pacific, but you have a U.S. passport, you are subject to U.S. tax law. You're subject to all U.S. federal laws while you're traveling abroad, no matter where you are. Very few countries have anything like that. So they're going to say, you can live somewhere else and not be subject to anything other than holding a U.S. passport and we'll tax you. But immigration law, we're not going to enforce that. So people can live next door to you illegally and get government benefits for free, and there's no problem. I mean, look, this is why it's the biggest issue in the country right now. Let's take some calls. We come back. 800-282-2882. You know, a family recently took on a big project when they were all together over the holidays. One afternoon, they dug out three boxes of old videotapes and piles of photos with a goal of determining who gets what. In a sense, they were divvying up those family memories. One person suggested they do it differently and send everything to Legacy Box, to be digitally transferred onto files that they could all keep. That way, everyone gets a copy of everything since the digital files can be shared. Legacy Box is the safest and easiest way to digitize memories you have in your videotape collection, or any old media for that matter. This is also great to do with photos and albums because that plastic sheet covering them degrades over time. Like this family did, you send everything to Legacy Box's family uh, facilities in Tennessee. In less than a month, they hand transfer everything. They ship it back to you along with that link. Once it's on that link, it's preserved forever in the cloud. You can watch, share, post, and give future generations a way to see their ancestors. Get started today at LegacyBox.com buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. You'll get as much as 50% off their regular prices. LegacyBox.com buck.
0: Got a new podcast.
1: Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone.
2: There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last just go to PureTalk.com slash buck and claim your eligibility for your free brand new samsung 5g smartphone and start saving on wireless today again go to PureTalk.com slash buck to switch to my cell phone company pure talk
1: Cassie's launching soon he writes at newsweek josh hammer joins us now josh appreciate you coming on um we dove in right at the start of the show to the $83 million verdict that Donald Trump got hit by in the latest E. Jean Carroll civil lawsuit. Uh, It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I mean, he's getting charged with defamation for saying he didn't sexually assault someone, which seems like if he didn't say that, she would be defaming him. Uh, What am I missing here, or do you think this is as bonkers as
3: I do? Clay, great to join you guys. I think it's as bonkers as you do. I mean, the analogy that I drew this morning on my new show, America on Trial, which is a podcast we launched today to cover all of the various legal drama about the 2024 election. the analogy that I made on the podcast this morning was, I I was thinking back to Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, let's think back to September 2018, back when Christine Blasey Ford was defaming him, when, when she was accusing him of doing things that he did not do. And then Clay, if you remember, Kavanaugh gets up there in that Long hearing in late September, very tense hearing, and he robustly defends himself and he accuses Senate Democrats of trying to seek revenge for the Clintons. And his critics in the media, the liberals, the Democratic senators there on the dais, they said, oh, he's not acting judicial. This is not how you want a Supreme Court justice to act, to which I responded What in the world are you talking about? If we are choosing someone to be a U.S. Supreme Court justice or here with Trump, if we are choosing someone to be a U.S. president, I want someone who, when he is accused of groping, sexually assaulting, rape or something of that sort, I want someone who's going to stand his ground and defend his character and integrity. So it's absolutely as ridiculous as you say it is. It's doubly or triply ridiculous because if you look at the actual numbers involved here, Clay, you had – 18.3 million in compensatory damages. I'm not sure how exactly how they calculated that. That's basically what the jury says was required to make her whole again. That's restitution. And then they had 65 million in punitive damages on top of that. I think that's probably even unconstitutional when you have punitive damages that so far exceed compensatory damages. The Supreme Court for the past 25, 30 years has really been trying to crack down on punitive damages. So I think Trump has a very, very strong case here
2: on appeal. Speaking of Josh Hammer, he's got a new podcast launched out there today, "America on Trial" with Josh Hammer. Uh, and Josh, in terms of the legal wrangling as you see it uh, in in Texas and with the federal government and this razor wire situation, do you have any expectations that this is going to now get escalated? Do you think the Biden regime is going to back off and and ultimately? Is this just the – is this going to stay with a very limited decision to say, yeah, okay, federal government can remove wire where they want to remove it, and that's that?
3: I think that's probably where it's going to stay. I'm not sure that it's going to heat up more than that for the very simple reason that in an election year like this where Joe Biden is very worried looking at the polls, he's looking at an approval rating when it comes to the immigration issue, Buck. He's looking at an approval rating of something like 25, 30 points underwater – maybe 20 maybe 20 points underwater on a good day F- facing those political headwinds He is not going to want to put himself in a position where he's actually having a showdown with Greg Abbott and the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas Rangers at the border. So the order from the Supreme Court last week effectively says that U.S. border patrol can go in and snip razor wire. It says nothing whatsoever about whether Texas can actually install new wire. So they're going to keep on doing that, or at least they should. And it becomes something of a Mexican standoff, pun very much intended, obviously, between who's going to drop their weapon first. And again, with those political headwinds and the polling as it is, I think that Joe Biden is going to drop his weapons, both literally and proverbially speaking, first. So I think that Abbott and Texas are going to stand strong here. They're backed by all the Republican governors, except for Scott up in Vermont. They're going to stand strong and they're going to come out looking really good at this. This is a huge political victory in the making for Greg Abbott, I think, in Texas.
1: Josh, when you look at the uh, number of trials, you're doing the new podcast, breaking down all the legal situation, uh, New York City, Washington, D.C., South Florida, and Atlanta. How many of those do you think will go to trial and be resolved before nine months from now when all of us have the opportunity to go out and vote in November?
3: Clay, I'm not entirely sure that any of them will be resolved, to be honest with you. Obviously, the prosecutors are going to do everything they they possibly can to to get these trials finished before then. The the Florida case, the Mar-a-Lago case, they're they're looking like around May the trial date's actually going to start. You know, Fonny Wallace in Georgia, right now they're talking about August. That's That's a long ways away, and that's to say nothing. I mean, it was just on Friday the Georgia State Senate created this new committee by a vote of 30 to 19 to look into whether she is misallocating taxpayer resources there in Georgia. She's got her own sex scandal. She's got a, she's got a scandal of her own there. So that, that's probably not going to get underway anytime soon. I, I think if there's one case that actually could make it to the finish line before the November election, it, it, it probably actually is Alvin Bragg in, in New York City. And that actually militates very favorably for Donald Trump. That's actually a great thing for Trump, if that's the only case that can make it across the finish line because it is so transparently stupid. Clay. It, is just, it is so transparently a frivolous case. At the time that Alvin Bragg unveiled those charges last April, you had even liberal commentators, the Jake Tappers of the world, people like that. He couldn't even bring themselves to defend it. The New York Times editorial board was even less than enthusiastic itself. So if that really is the one case, That Alvin Bragg can squeeze in here before the the November election. I think that Trump can make a big stink out of that. He would be proper and right to make a big stink out of that. So I don't think the politics of this, based on that timeline, are necessarily going to be too terrible for him, if I'm right, of course. There's there's a million variables here.
2: Josh Hammer, everybody. America on Trial with Josh Hammer, the new podcast that is out today. Go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. I, I would suggest the iHeart app. Start there. Josh, thanks for being with us, man. Great to talk to you.
3: Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you.
2: You know, Clay, over the weekend, I had to text a buddy of ours, the CEO of Chalk. You know, I had to tell him, said, look, first off, I got a little crazy over the holidays, so things have gotten a little, a little fluffy, a little squishy around the middle, and I got to take care of this. I got to get after it. I got to get to the gym. But I'm out. I was out of my Chad mode from Chalk. I love Chad mode. This is the pre-workout that I was using until a month or so ago when I got a little lazy, But now I'm back and I need my Chad mode to get me fired up and to stay with my New Year's resolution of at least look like you did last year. Buck. don't just give up and decide that you can start wearing, you know,
1: moos around the house. You're married uh, now, but you can't can't get the dad bod going yet. Yeah, I got to be a dad dad before I go full
2: dad bod. Things have just not really been going my way. But Chad mode is super helpful as a uh, as a pre-workout. I've also been using it for writing and I will say the writing has been phenomenal. Thanks to Chad mode because I have a lot of energy and a lot of focus. Chalk is the company that makes this. cho Also, for those of you who want to do something a little more holistic, a little more top to bottom to give you extra mood, energy, boosting all these things, uh, you got to check out the Male Vitality Stack from Chalk. Contains all natural ingredients and they can provide the ultimate daily boost for American men who need a little more oomph to get through their day. So get yourself set up with a subscription of Chalk. Look, I, I take this stuff. I'm a big fan of what Chalk ...has to offer, and it really helps me get through the day. Now through the end of February, Chalk is offering a massive discount on any subscription for life... ...exclusive to you, this audience. Visit Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use code BUCK to unlock this, lock this exclusive February-only offer. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Use promo code BUCK. Try the Mill Vitality Stack, and if you just want Focus Energy Drive... ...for the workouts, for getting things done at, at the office... Try Chad Mode from Chalk. Go to chok.com. Use promo code BUCK.
1: Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com
2: for more details. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, our service members, and first responders who die or are severely injured in the line of duty, as well as homeless veterans. These are heroes we all owe a debt of gratitude to. The Foundation's gold star, fallen first responders, smart home and homeless veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us. We're honoring the men and women who risk their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's never forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs, walks and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot.
1: Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash Clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk.